Let's get to housing prices now. Speaking of things that impact us all, no matter where you are, to some extent, rising interest rates from the Bank of Canada are meant to slow demand and ease inflation, of course. And one place where they seem to have had an almost instant impact is on Canada's housing market. After a rate hike of uh, 1% last month, the largest in 24 years, the Canadian Real Estate Association found that home sales fell for the fifth consecutive month between June and July, down 5.3% from June and a whopping 29%. Compare with July of 2021, you remember how hot the housing market started to get last summer. So the days of bidding wars may be done, but how much cooler will a cooling housing market get? And what does it look like in different parts of the country? Joining me now is Sean Cathcart. He's a senior economist with the Canadian Real Estate Association. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me, Ben. Always interesting. and I know we're paying close attention to these monthly reports now, just given everything that's gone on over the last uh, couple of years in the real estate market. Uh, so what are what did we see in July? What's going on? Sure. Well, you know, July looked uh, kind of a lot like uh, June, uh, May, April, maybe March. Prices in some parts of the country are coming down a little bit. Um, there's a little bit more inventory on the market, but still not a lot. Um, so a continuation of the sort of slowdown that we saw um, sort of take hold this spring when rates really started to go through the roof. Where are you seeing it? Because I know that uh, in Canada, it is not always spread evenly in terms of where things are, uh, where where inventory is, is low or where prices are dropping. Well, it's funny, um, you know, COVID erased a lot of those regional differences for a little while there, because we we're all dealing with sort of some of the same incentives to, uh, you know, get out of cities and, and get more, more room for home offices and that sort of thing. But uh, what we're seeing now is a return to uh, sort of regional differences and, you know, higher interest rates uh, disproportionately affect uh, higher price markets. And so where are we seeing uh, sales down the most and prices uh, edging back in Ontario and B.C.? Right. And pretty much nowhere else. Really? So so really, I mean, and, and when you say Ontario and BC, we're often talking about sort of the GTA or that greater area around Toronto and that greater area around around Vancouver. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing about that greater area around Toronto is it keeps growing. Right. Um, and so it's it's basically most of Ontario from a population standpoint at this point, all the way to Peterborough, uh, to North Bay, to London, um, all seeing very similar trends right now. Uh, what's funny, actually, in the lower mainland of BC is, uh, you know, the Fraser Valley and sort of Chilliwack down the um, down that Fraser River Valley are, are seeing bigger declines than in Vancouver proper, uh, probably because uh, uh, there's there's probably fewer people that, that take out mortgages to buy homes in Vancouver. So it's yeah, uh, no. at, a, at a price point where it's it's a lot more wealth that's going on there. Yeah, I guess there's a disproportionate impact on those higher price places, right? When interest rates start to, start to rise, and that's what you're seeing, not just so a bit of a drop in places where real estate's always very expensive, I guess, and also a drop in places where real estate went up significantly uh, in those early days of the pandemic, which is sort of those suburban exurban areas, right? That's exactly what we're seeing, and, and along with uh, you know the higher end properties in any market. Um, but where you're seeing it from a regional standpoint really sort of stick out like a sore thumb is definitely in and around, uh, you know, within 300 kilometers of Toronto uh, and uh, along the Fraser River in in BC, primarily. Um, the prairies, things are, prices are pretty flat there and the Maritimes are still rising. Oh, really? So but t- let's talk about the prairies a bit, because obviously we have a lot of listeners on the prairies. What's been happening uh, to housing prices in Alberta these days? Sure. Well, I mean, like they joined the party late from the standpoint of that cold COVID uh, run up in prices, like things were sort of 
pretty soggy in the prairies for a long time, basically since 2015 and the oil price crash. And so they sort of joined that party late. And then, you know, to the extent that higher interest rates are going to shut this thing down, well, prices used to be expensive in the prairies back in 2007. Now they're uh, very much kind of on the affordable side of things and the economy is doing really well. And so um, you put those things together and you've got a market where prices maybe stopped growing, but they're not falling. And that's what we're seeing in the prairies. Yeah, we saw Alberta's premier yesterday out uh, trying to encourage people to move there because of their suddenly affordable housing prices, which is, uh, there's always a bit of irony when it comes to the housing market. Um, how about the, the, the you're talking about uh, about Quebec a bit, because I, I, know, I know Quebec too, you've seen a slight, a slight decline now. Yeah, a little bit, but I mean, the, the, Quebec's interesting is that the, it's funny when you look across Canada, um, that, you know, they sort of live in this in-between land between Ontario and the Maritimes, where on the one side, you're really expensive, and it's kind of a bit of a boom and a bust. And on the other side, it's very affordable. Uh, Quebec sort of lives in the middle there. And so their trends tend to sort of be in the middle. And so what we're seeing right now is very similar to the prairies right now. You know, prices obviously aren't still growing the way they were a year ago, uh, but they're also not in decline. Uh, And so Quebec sort of occupies that middle ground uh, of affordability and uh, of um, stability. I know the Maritimes, there was a lot of movement towards the Maritimes as people were getting priced out of some uh, some bigger cities further west of there. Um, what's happening there now? You're seeing seeing a bit of a flat, flat, flattening, but also, you know, Halifax, Dartmouth got really expensive or was jumping fast there. Are they being impacted the same way that more uh, places that have big jumps are being impacted? Uh, well, I mean, like it, if you were to look at all of the east coast of Canada right now, the only city where prices are down at all is Halifax, and it's really the only relatively expensive big CMA in that part of the country. Um, everywhere else, prices are actually still rising. And, you know, I I know that the uh, that was a huge theme during COVID of people saying like, hey, I don't have to do the rat race and live in a city anymore. Uh, I'm going to go live by the ocean and, and buy a house where they're way more affordable. And people did do that. I would suspect that they're still going to be doing that. And, uh you know, that's a that's a you know, it's a blessing and a curse. If you're a sort of a local from Fredericton, then, you know, you don't really want to be competing for your first starter home with a couple that just sold a, a place in downtown Toronto. No, <laughs> but, no, exactly. uh, but uh, you know, you know, you look at prices, the, the one place in Canada where prices are still rising right now, albeit slower, is on the East Coast. And pretty much that's that's here in New Brunswick, most of Nova Scotia, PI and Newfoundland. So in a nutshell, we're sort of seeing a leveling off, right? In, in, in really expensive markets, prices are coming down a little faster. In other markets where housing was more affordable, we're seeing either a, a, you know, a slight rise like the Maritimes and then a flattening out in other areas where, you know, the prairies, for instance, where housing is still relatively affordable, but you're sort of seeing a slowdown in that price growth. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. And it depends on where you are. But generally speaking, uh, you know, we had a wild ride uh, during COVID. Um, you know, that was going to happen uh, before COVID, uh, we were heading into sort of a, a national seller's market that likes of which we hadn't seen for 15 or 20 years, but it got turbocharged by COVID. And but mo- most of uh, people that forecast these numbers, including us at CREA, CMHC, the big banks, have uh, all been sort of forecasting a slowdown in the sales side and a flattening out on the price side. Uh, but, you know, forecasts tend to be conservative and slow moving. 
so we are sort of expecting it to happen over 18 or 24 months. Uh, we never expected it to happen in the space of four months, uh, but that's uh, what what's just happened. So you've really seen what you thought might take a year and a half happen in, in, a, in, a, in a third of a year. Yeah, effectively. I mean, we went from, uh, it's funny, like, uh, you know, the strongest five months of price growth ever in Canadian history was last October, November, December, and then this January, February. So this winter, uh, which was unexpected, you know, it looked like things were slowing down. And then it just turned out that uh, everyone went and had their first summer vacation in two years and then came back and there was no inventory and they, you know, there's one last flurry of activity uh, this winter. Uh, and then you know, similar to what happened when the stress test and the fair housing plan in, in Ontario came in, the market was really uh, going uh, like firing on all cylinders. And then something came in and, and just took the needle right off the record. Um, that was uh, what I wouldn't even say the Bank of Canada did. But when bond markets looked at their Bloomberg terminals and saw what the Bank of Canada was expected to do back in March, and said, they're not going to just do one 50 basis point increase. They're going to do seven of them or some combination of that. It turns out now that we've got these 100 basis point increases, but it's uh, really more about where the end point is. And uh, five-year mortgage rates priced that in uh, very, very quickly. And so you, in the space of between April Fool's Day and Canada Day, you were went from qualifying for a five-year fixed mortgage at five and a bit percent to in the sevens. Uh, which is a huge hurdle to overcome with uh, current prices. I'm speaking with Sean Cathcart. He's the senior economist at the Canadian Real Estate Association. We're talking about uh, real estate numbers for the month of July. Um, things are still, prices are still uh, stabilizing as we well know, not as not quite as quickly or they aren't dropping quite as quickly as they had in previous months. We're sort of seeing a bit of a leveling off. A lot of what Sean was saying, a lot of the interest rate hikes are already being priced in to, uh, to mortgage rates. Uh, but we are expecting further interest rate, rate, rate hikes. So when we come back, we'll talk a bit more about what's ahead and also just how are buyers and sellers reacting to the current environment because I, I realized there were some numbers in these latest in this latest survey that uh, that indicate that maybe now sellers are also sort of standing off on the sidelines watching to see what happens we'll be back with that our guest this half hour is Sean Cathcart. He's a senior economist at the Canadian Real Estate Association. We're talking about the latest real estate numbers for Canada from the CREA. Um, you, you noticed, I noticed this was pointed out in in uh, in your numbers that uh, you did see a bit of a shift when it came to sellers in uh, in in July. That uh, it seemed like some there was a bit of a drop in inventory. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, the overall inventory, of, uh, you know, if you look at, uh, let's say, if you were to log on to realtor.ca and look at the number of pins on the map for all of Canada, that number is still extremely low historically. Um, in, in fact, it's lower currently than the previous record low set 20 years ago. Wow. So it's a, it's up a little bit from, you know, February, but it's below everything else in history. And so, uh, and one of the worries when you've got a housing market adjustment like this is that these listings are going to flood the market and people are going to be desperate to sell. Uh, now, the, the major marker of that tends to be the unemployment rate, which uh, I'm sure, as you know, Ben, uh, is at near record low. And so what sellers are doing is saying, all right, well, you know, if I'm not going to get the kind of offers that I'm looking for in the this quiet summer of 2022, I'm going to go to the sidelines too. And uh, let these buyers who've had their buyer, uh, you know, their purchasing power slashed uh, by rising rates, go back to the drawing board and figure it out uh, what it is that they can afford. Because uh, maybe the thing that you could have afforded a year ago is is no longer in the cards. 
And the price you could have asked a year ago also no longer in the cards. So I guess everyone's just standing by to see where the cards fall. That's true. But if I'm a seller, you know, I'm, I'm uh, maybe I'm just not going to sell it to you anymore. I'm going to sell it to somebody that was shopping uh, in the next neighborhood over at a higher price point last year. That's going to be looking at my house this year. And so uh, that's tends to be how things shake out and you, you get a bigger impact on the sales side of things uh, because fewer transactions happen. Uh, but the ones that do happen, happen at the prices that the sellers are looking to get. And, and we should be clear here that that although prices have fallen a bit, they're nowhere back to where they were um, a while back. Right? I mean, we're, it's still still more expensive. A home is still more expensive now than it was uh, two years ago or two to bit. Yeah, and quite a bit, uh, quite a bit. So, I, I mean, like for most sellers, if you're not paying really close, like sort of week to week attention, uh, you know, if your house was worth $500,000 two years ago, it's worth seven now, uh, you've done really well. Uh, but maybe in the first week of eight of uh, February this year, it may have been worth eight um, in that brief shining uh, sort of moment. But uh, a lot of the, uh, the the declines we've been seeing um, is sort of that a very short lived, uh, sharp, short peak for prices. And during this winter uh, and, you know, the, the shorter amount of time that prices shoot up like that, the less well-established they get and the easier it is for that to sort of give back a little bit. So uh, that's what we're seeing. So in a lot of markets in, in say Ontario, for example, uh, your house might be worth about what it was worth maybe last October. Um, but you're still sort of a couple of hundred thousand dollars above where it was two years ago. It sounds like a tough time to be in your in your job because I mean, there's so much, as you mentioned, unemployment rates are at historic lows. Supply is at historic. So all these things would suggest a very strong housing market. Yet you have this pressure of rising interest rates on on buyers. So you have this kind of strange mix of of elements in there right now. That's exactly it. It's a strange brew. And uh, it's unprecedented, quite frankly, like we've never in, in my career, and I've been doing this a long time, I've never seen a rate hike tightening cycle like this one, uh, where, you know, for 13 years from the financial crisis, they said, rates are going to go up, rates are going to go up, it's just around the corner, and it never happened. And then it went up like a hockey stick graph, you know, uh, which is what we've seen in the last little while, hopefully, it's not going to be too much more on top of what they've done so far. And I, I think that they don't want to have to do too much more, but they've got a mandate to control inflation. So until that gets under control, they're going to have to do what they've got to do. And it's going to affect the economy and the housing market, um, you know, to, to some degree. Uh, I think that uh, a, lo- a lot of the damage that or sort of the sort of throwing the brakes on on the housing market has been done at this point. And so let's, uh, we're sort of looking for things to sort of come in for landing at this point. Yeah, I imagine a lot of what's anticipated from the Bank of Canada for the rest of 2022 has already been factored in to a lot of what uh, the housing market is doing already, no? Exactly. And so like even for Bank of Canada watchers, when they did that 100 basis point increase in July, and it made these big headlines, uh, but for people uh, it, like that do jobs like like I do that have to watch this and listen to these guys all the time, it, when that came out, I said, oh, they did the 100. Uh, you know, it wasn't that surprising. 75 basis points was 120% priced in and 100 basis points was on the table. We knew that they wanted to make a splash. And so it actually wasn't that surprising. Uh, but what really matters to me is the end point. 
Um, where do they get to by the end? So they're, they said they're going to front load the interest rate path, but it's the same path we've always been on that everyone's been known about since March. It's just they're going to try to get there really fast and sort of make a, a splash and show that they're serious about rates. But they're still only expected to get to 3.5% on the overnight rate uh, by the end of this year and then stop there. And that's the critical part. If they were going to go on to 7% by the end of next year, we'd be in big trouble. Uh, but it looks like they're going to sort of get to a little bit above what would be considered normal and stop and then let interest rates do their work. And actually, in just in the last couple of weeks, we've seen the price of gas, uh, like oil and wheat and things, all these big players in the inflation story coming down. Uh, and so it might not have to be uh, such as as big of a rate hike tightening cycle uh, or last as long as people would have feared. Sean Cathcart, thanks so much for your insight on this. I appreciate it. My pleasure.